okay. So we're a mess. <laughs> um, thank you for that wonderful discussion to remind me, Shannon, that while we remembered to introduce ourselves last week, we didn't introduce what we were doing or what this podcast was. So we're going to make sure we do that this week. Uh, we are the podcast Partners in Light. Oh my God, I forgot our name for all of 30 seconds. But you said it. I did say it, but I was like, wait, what are we called again? Because I wanted to say, oh, we're a guiding light. And I was like, no, I'm a guiding light. The <laughs> podcast is Partners in Light. Um, so with that, I'm Kelly uh, from A Guiding Light. And I'm Shannon from SNS Wellness. And welcome to Partners in Light, where we talk about all things that entertain us and guide us through our intuitive journeys and as intuitive workers. This week, we want to talk about something that I think gets a lot of like, how do I phrase this? I think it's mucky in uh, the intuitive community. I think it's something that a lot of people like to put forward. We're going to talk about some of the myths that people in the community put forward and even myths that people have and hold and project on the community of intuitives. I will try to contain my cussing this week because I feel like with these topics, I do have a lot of rants. Mm -hmm. um, just because, man, I hate when some people say this stuff to me. Like, yes, this is what I do. This is who I am. No, I can't do all of it all of the time. And so I think Shannon has a list of 10 myths that we're going to cover this week. And we're going to try and keep our tangents to a minimum because we want to make sure that we're hitting everything we want to. And we're also realizing that we talk a lot and we both know that our attention spans can be relatively short. So we want to make sure that this is digestible and that everything's landing. And I mean, you can listen to this while you're doing whatever you want. Like if you work out power to you and you want to listen to us chat for almost two hours, like we have the last couple of weeks, which blows my mind, um, please go for it. I highly encourage it because I love when you guys listen. Um, if you just want to listen to it for about a half hour and then you're like, okay, I'm bored of this. Let me switch to the next thing. Cool. Just remember to come back to us. Cause we have, we, we, we like to be loved. Um, I'm not going to say we have abandonment issues. Cause I think I've cleared a lot of those. Yeah. We've done some clearing there. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> please, um, the other thing that we are going to potentially do this upcoming week and this means it gives me two weeks to actually do this. So, yeah, because this will go up on Friday. We're recording it on Saturday. We're going to look at making a Facebook group for you guys as our listeners so that you guys have a place where you guys can come, ask us questions, talk among each other, and kind of get to know people who are just starting out like we did. Um, I'm very grateful for that opportunity in the community that I've gotten to be a part of. And I'm very excited to start a community for people. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, so, yeah. Anything you'd like to add, Shannon? No, I, I think this is, this is very exciting that, you know, that we're doing this and I'm glad that we, 
have made a point to just make this happen because it's it's necessary and um i think it's a good outlet for both of us and can be a really good resource for people who are looking for stuff like this and people who are looking for more information about how to get started or how not to get lost in this abyss of information and mm -hmm. you know, perspectives on what spirituality and energy work and healing and all of that is yeah so without taking too much more time shannon what's our first myth so i'm not going in the order that we discussed because i think what you just said about creating a community is a really good place to start mm -hmm. so the first myth is that this work can be done alone Ooh, yes um i will not lie um i try to be as authentic as possible when i first started i thought this was something you had to do alone i didn't think that i could be intuitive and not have all of the answers by myself like i thought i needed to learn everything by myself so i didn't take any classes to start with i didn't even really start to play too too much with this like i had my tarot cards i would do my readings for my friends but that was it like i didn't think about like how a community can really shape how you learn and move through this mm -hmm. and what it even means to have a community mm -hmm. yeah no that's that i i as someone who has prided herself on the amount of education she has mm -hmm. um, you know you don't really need anyone else to, to get education you get a textbook you get a podcast yeah. you get a video you get you know you enroll in a class like that's a singular activity you don't really need to rely on anyone else to do that and as an only child i've prided myself on being resourceful and making things happen on my own um so the idea of com community actually scared me a little mm. when I started hearing people talk about it so much in, in this space, but I can honestly say that I would not be here today without the community that I have here locally, mm -hmm. because not only, you know, was I introduced to Kind of the the energy work that i that i'm doing now like i was introduced to reiki by by this group but i also have been pushed to kind of grow and expand and just be curious about things as a result of hearing what other people have gone through and hearing what other people yeah. you know do in their energy practices and it's pushed me to also be curious and i I, I just I can't I can't be more grateful for for that because mm -hmm. you and I wouldn't have met you know yeah. we were talking about all of our goals and aspirations for business and all that because you know we have people around us that we see doing these things and it's like oh I want to do that yeah. or they come up with an idea like oh I never thought about that before but that's really cool and you you just couldn't do that on your own I think the other thing too is last week we talked about like clearing and healing and things like that you and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this and this is my truth in this moment and because of the community i have mm -hmm. and 
I think that this will resonate with a lot of people. And if it doesn't, it's something that you might want to consider. I would not have healed what I have healed if I did not have a group of people who show up in my community with me every week. And some of them trigger things that drive me up a freaking wall. And it's like, oh, there's something there I need to look at because I shouldn't have this charge to something like that. Mm-hmm. And there are some who will look at me and they can hold space for me while I figure out what's going on myself. Like, I would not have healed what I've healed if I didn't have people, one, who could trigger it, two, who could see things that I couldn't see. And the other thing, too, is when you start getting into it, this and you think you can heal everything on your own, I, I honestly believe that you can't because you don't always have the tools you need to heal it. For example, I would not have cleared my PTSD loops if it wasn't for you and Nicole. I wouldn't have been able to do it myself because I couldn't see where they originated. I thought they originated in one place and you and Nicole immediately were like, hey, have you thought about the fact that they don't originate through this person, but the trajectory was carrying through? And I was like, oh my God. And then it clicked. And now I... I'm proud to say that I have not had any of those triggers since we've cleared those loops, but I wasn't able to clear those on my own. I was having a panic attack anytime I even thought about going on a date with someone like, and now I can go on a date and different things trigger me on dates, but I'm not having panic panic attacks related to those PTSD loops. And so it's like, I wouldn't have been able to do that without my community. I wouldn't have been able to cross over my walk-in without the community that I have. Mm -hmm. There's so much that, man, I don't think words can ever express how much I love our circle. And it's, it's, I live in Texas. So like Texas is a very religious place. So being intuitive in the middle of, um, this area is really difficult if you don't have a support system. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, there were a few times when I first started that I, I, I was like, I can't do this. I'm going to quit. And then, you know, my people that I've found in my community have swooped in and been like, Hey, we're here for you. Um, I remember after we did our very first pod, I had a really tough week at work that week. And all of a sudden I get a text from you hey, was thinking about you today, like things like that, like just blow your mind. And I think we, we often want to believe that we can do this work ourselves because that's something that's put forward. Like, oh, you can open your third eye by yourself. Okay, cool. You can, but what about all of the other lenses that aren't open and operating the way they're supposed to? Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't see that. You can't. And Truth, can you even see what's blocking your third eye accurately? <laughs> no, it was blocked. <laughs> no! <laughs> you can't. Like, uh, I think one of the things that was really interesting is um, when I first started this, I wanted to be like, I'm going to go see a psychic. And I was very excited about it. I was like, I'm going to go see this lady and she's going to tell me everything I need to know. Like, mm-hmm. I had my answers. Mm-hmm. I went to her. I paid... 70 bucks for a reading, which not bad, not mad at it. I charge similarly. Actually, I think I charge more, but 
go into this reading and, you know, I ask her my questions about work and, you know, the stereotypical work and romance type stuff. And uh, she looked at me and at the time I had my walk-in and she was like, there's a really big negative force impacting you. Mm. Um, would you like to buy a $200 quartz crystal to help clear that? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> There's no negativity in my life. And if it is negative, it's me. Yes. And it, that was even before I had really started looking at like, oh, that, that negative stuff that's weighing me down me. But you know, I wouldn't have learned that if I didn't have my community. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I just, what you're talking about with kind of the pods and being able to ask people for help to get to the bottom of an issue or see something that you can't see the asking for help is something that I, I have had to work on. So that's why the idea of community has been so, so hard, but also so refreshing and empowering because knowing that you have people who are in this together with you going through the same things, mm -hmm. but willing to, hold space and answer questions and do the digging with you like that just you know you're not in it alone and you know when you have a good day you're you're good by you're you're not good by yourself you're good with the community when you have a bad day you can reach out to someone and be like hey i'm having a bad day help me out and good or bad it's all it's all fine and it's like it that is just it's priceless like i said like you just you don't realize how valuable it is until you're in that dark spot or you're in that, you know, in the middle of the puzzle, so to speak. And like, you can't figure it out. And then someone's like, Oh, just look right here. And then all of it just falls apart and everything's fine. <laughs> I had that moment earlier today. I did a pod and I was like, Oh, duh. like, and I think the other thing too is you think you have to heal on your own. But the thing is, when you're on your own, you're also not helping other people around you heal. Yep. Because there are things that I've seen in pods where I'm going through something and someone else in the pod is going through something similar, but we both have different lensing on the, the whatever is happening. And that different lensing both helps us pull out of it. So you could both be having the worst day ever and talking back and forth and holding space for each other and then see the mirror that the situation holds for both of you. And boom, there's a whole new level of clearing and lensing. And it amazes me. Yeah. Right. And you fall into the community as cliche as this is going to sound, you fall into the community that you need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're not, if you go, and I know there are so many groups of intuitives on Facebook. I am part of, I was part of at least three. And there was one that anytime I read a post, I was like, you are not my people. Yeah. And I had to leave the group because I knew that that was not where my energy was sitting. And the group that I have consistently been in for the past four years, it sits, it resonates. The person who runs the group hundred percent like lands in my field and it makes sense and has inspired me to go out and try and start my own communities so that, you know, and I know this is true for Shannon as well, that we want to be that person 
for other people and invite them into their healing because when you heal you invite other people to heal and so it's not a solitary action yep yep that is that is a really good way to put that that's a really good way to put that can okay so let me actually move to another item on the list that's completely opposite of what we just talked about (laughs) so since we are healers Mm -hmm. We do the work for our clients. Our clients do not have to do the work. At this point, I wish people could see my face. Um, <laughs> my eye is twitching while I roll it, and I'm just. Uh, yeah, that was um, a really big eye roll. <laughs> so the, the, let me tell you the reason why I think that's a good a good spot to go to now is we talked about community. We talked about kind of leaning on other people to help us Mm -hmm. out. But the thread within all of that is us doing our own work Mm -hmm. and then being willing to reach out when we can't see certain things. Yeah. Not that we're not doing the work. It's just that we're getting a little assistance every now and again. So I think it's a good segue just to talk about being able to reach out, but still knowing that you have to do some of the dirty work. For sure. For sure. I think the other thing that goes with that is kind of as the start to transition that when you do your own work, you can shift things for people around you. It doesn't mean that you are completely healing them from whatever wounding cord contract, cash spiral, anything else in their lives. What it means is you are taking a layer of that, from them because you're removing that layer from yourself Mm -hmm. now doing the work for someone without them having to do anything (laughs) the idea of that gives me such um don't want to say a migraine but it makes me want to rub my temples in frustration (laughs) she's rubbing her temples (laughs) y'all it's just it's one of those things where i just uh, and I, I'll admit that I used to be the person who believed that when I went to a healer, they were supposed to fix it for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I have such a charge to it now is because now that I'm on the other side of it and I have people coming to me like, Hey, Kelly, you can do this for me. Just do it. And everything in my life is going to change. Mm-hmm. No, because here's the thing. I could do it for you. I could, I have the ability, but it does nothing unless you are willing to work with it. Yeah. The way we've kind of learned how to do our craft is to teach people to do it with us. Yeah. Because when you do it for yourself, oh my God, the shifts it make, like it's just, it changes everything. So when someone says, hey, Kelly, clear this cord for me. Okay, cool. I could. I could. But it's not going to land if you don't do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, one, one thing. So I'm, I'm writing down some, some notes and some, um, some ideas here. And one kind of more just common layman example that I'm thinking of is when people win the lottery. 
So you win the lottery and you're like, oh, now I have $500 million because I won the lottery and now I, ha- I have all of this money at my disposal. Mm-hmm. But then six months later, these people go bankrupt. Yeah. And it's like, well, you had a half a billion dollars. Why are you going bankrupt? Well, you never knew how to manage money in the first place. What is $500 million going to do for you to teach you how to manage money? You need the skills to manage the money to hold on to it mm-hmm. in order to make your life work. If you never had those skills, if you never learned the lessons, you're not going to keep the money. Oh, for the, sure. The same thing goes with the energy work. Like, yeah, you can clear a cord, you can clear a contract, but if you don't know the lesson that you were supposed to learn with that quarter contract, it's going to repeat, 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 and you're going to be in the same spot. Mm-hmm. And then when you mentioned the moder- lottery, I was like, truth, what would it look like for me to win $500 million? Oh, no, no, no. Nothing against the lottery. We, oh, we no, can- no, no. I'm like, I need to go pick up a ticket so that I can manifest this. Um, but no, for sure. If you don't know how to change things, it's not going to change, right? Um, the... The amount of times I've had someone say to me, Kelly, I'm repeating this pattern in a relationship and I can't break it. How do I break it? And I look at them and say, hey, there's a cord attached to it that whoever you're with is picking up. And they're like, can you fix it? I can. I won't. Mm-hmm. It's Here's the thing. And while community is entirely important in this process, you need to be in charge of your own healing. Yes. You cannot, cannot rely on someone else to heal it for you. Because when you rely on someone else to heal it for you, you are giving away your power. Mm -hmm. And I am not, going to support someone and not standing in their own authenticity authenticity or their own power. I won't do it. If you want to come to me and say, Kelly, remove this cord for me. Cool. Be prepared to learn how to do it because I will walk you through how to remove that cord, but I'm not just going to clear it and tell you it's now sparkles and rainbows for you. Yeah. Yeah, cause it's, especially because it could it could come back. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I I am definitely guilty of. Let me just schedule the session because I can't figure it out, and someone can figure it out for me, and they'll just make it ma- magically disappear. Yeah, it's definitely gone through my mind. But what I also have found, and I'm glad you said, you know, giving away your power. What has been most empowering for me is having done the work and having the breakthrough on my own Mm -hmm. through the journaling, through the exercises, through the meditation, through, you know, the clearing statements. It's so much more powerful when you figure it out on your own. So it's not going to show up again. And then when it does, or if it does, it doesn't last as long and you know exactly what to do to fix it when it shows up. I it's, it's just, it's so, so much more empowering. Yeah. I mean, I, I love those aha moments. The aha moment I had today, I was like, why didn't I see this before? And I was like, now that I see it, instead of playing into it, now I can observe it and be like, 
not my problem. Like not my pig, not my farm. Like I don't have to do it. Like I can see what it is now. And now I'm like, okay, now it's this much easier to step out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's not always easy. Like it's not, it's not fun necessarily to look at all your deep dark gritty shit in the beginning it Mm. is hard as hell but this is when you lean on the community to help you through it like it is when i started this work man i did not feel pretty i man it was not fun to sludge through everything i was carrying in my body Mm -hmm. when i get something that starts to get heavy and I see myself start to carry stuff again, that's my moment to be like, okay, what am I not willing to look at for myself? Like, while I do my work, I drop weight. Love it. Absolutely adore it. I had a moment where I started putting weight back on and I was like putting all these projections on my body about how ugly it was. And I was like, what am I doing? This is not going to work. Like, okay, body, I'm sorry for that projection. What is it that I'm not looking at that needs to clear? And then Mm. boom, it came up or I was like, I'm holding a story. I need to talk to someone and see where the story is, have them help me unpin myself from the story and then clear whatever needs to come up. Because I'll admit that sometimes I get stuck in the story and I'm like, I can't see anything. Someone Mm. else fix it for me. Mm -hmm. And luckily Right. And I think all of this goes back to that community thing. Luckily, I have a community of people to look at me and be like, Kelly, what are you doing? (laughs) And be like, you have the tools. Why are you, why are you doing this? And I think what was, and I think this might trans, uh, um, segue words are hard into (laughs) one of our other things that we talked about. And I think it's on our list is the idea that when you do this, everything is happy light and rainbows and everything works perfectly and you're never upset yeah which is a total crock of shit yeah we i'm just gonna say this we are human i am not some kind of magic perfect happy creature i'm human Mm -hmm. and as such I am going to experience the entire array of human emotions. Mm-hmm. Happens is when you do this, you learn how to move through the gross shit faster. Mm-hmm. But but you you see the importance of actually looking at it and moving through it. Yes. Right. You you swing you swim through some shit. You do. <laughs> it's, it happens yeah yeah i can't i can't tell you the amount of tears the amount of frustration the amount of wanting to just scream and punch and kick and beat something up Mm -hmm. when looking through all of the things that you know that you've been holding into your body, the emotions that you've been suppressing for however many years, the um, things that you've let people do or manipulate you with. It's, it can be frustrating because it 
it takes you back to whatever that moment you you can take yourself back to whatever that moment is, or Mm -hmm. you can, you know, re-experience the emotion and it's not pretty. No. But in order to get to the answer, to get to the other side, you have to dig through the dirt. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there, there are some times where it's like, Oh, I cried. That was it. That was what I needed to clear. (laughs) (laughs) it's like you're writing and all of a sudden three sentences in oh there's a tear okay we're on something here we're on something keep going (laughs) hold it together (laughs) I I think the other thing too is this idea that once you're in it nothing ever upsets you oh yeah and I had a moment I threw a huge ass temper tantrum on Tuesday huge I wasn't I was like I'm I'm freaking out. I'm done. I'm going to do this and this. And I don't care that I don't have a plan. I can't deal with this anymore. And like, I got home and I cried and I talked to Benita and I was like, I can't do this. Like I cannot. And I was talking to my friend and I realized that from that, I was like, what do I do? Like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, you know what? I can't, I know I can't do this anymore. But mm-hmm. instead of sitting here and spiraling and crying and being angry and pulling the victim mm-hmm. out the wazoo, because I was starting to, mm-hmm. which is what happens when you get triggered by a narcissist. Mm-hmm. But instead of sitting in that spiral and having that negative emotion for that uh, perceived negative emotion for that mm-hmm. long. I was like, what do I need to do to start shifting things so I can find my thing that creates more for me and brings me more joy? Mm -hmm. And that's what this is. It's not about not being sad and upset because you don't get to see how to move forward without being sad and upset. Yeah. Yeah. It just gets faster. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm so glad you said that because the, I notice everything Mm -hmm. I get. I am so triggered by literally everything. Mm -hmm. And it's not like bad trigger, but it's just the awareness of the quirks of humanity Mm -hmm. and just clearing all of the stuff that I've cleared. And now that I have awareness of my own kind of space and energy and body that opens up the awareness to see all of the things outside of me, Mm -hmm. almost like with a magnifying glass. So it's hyper awareness of the control dramas, hyper awareness of, you know, people's attitudes, hyper awareness of, you know, when people are having a bad day and projecting onto others. And it's my ability to be like, okay, no, that isn't mine. That's their issue, not my issue but also allowing myself the space to when someone does trigger me and it, you know, it is like anger or frustration or, or something like that, like making it okay and giving myself permission to actually allow myself to process that Mm -hmm. and not be like, Oh no, you can't get mad or, Oh, you have to hold it together. Like, no, I'm entitled to get mad. I'm entitled to have my little tantrum, not all day, maybe five, 20 minutes, but process it, see why it presented itself and work through it to your point. So you don't have to 
relive it, relive it, relive it, it just gets quicker and quicker and quicker, but you're still allowing yourself to, to process the dark and the light. Yeah. And if, if you hold this belief that you're supposed to be light, airy, and happy because you're an intuitive, you are burying things in your body for you to look at later. Yeah. Or that's going to come up when you come back through. Because here's the thing. All of this clearing work we're talking about and the work that we're doing is so that at the end of this lifetime, we can go wherever the hell we want to go. I love the idea of becoming a dragon in my next lifetime. That sounds really fucking cool to me. But I don't want to do that. If I stay very human and if I hold on to these ideas and these beliefs that I need to be stuck, and we'll probably talk about this on a different episode in the 4D. I, I don't, I have no desire to spin and be stuck there. Yeah. Not anymore. I, I'm not, I, I can't play that game. Like if I could look at my Akashic and just be like, gone, fuck, I would do it. Yeah, and I could look at all of my cords and contracts right now and collapse every single one of them in one moment. I'm for it. Like and <laughs> like that that sounds like a great idea to me. Like how do I do that cuz I want to do it. Like but I also know that in order to do all of those things, I need to go through the gross nonsense of being human and having emotions to yeah. get Yeah. And one, I mean, one thing is su- suppressing the emotions and pretending everything is kind of light and love and berries and rainbows. Like that also presents a distortion field too, because you're, you're putting more onto your body and your energy field that then needs to be sifted through to get messages and all of that stuff. And you just like, you're, it, it puts more burden on your body and your your gifts to filter and it's not necessary yeah what you hold and what you are willing to let go like um one of the things that always sticks with me that caitlin says so much is you can only vibrate as high as the lowest density you are willing to hold you're willing to hold yep you are not willing to look at the negative shit and you are just going to hold on to it, congratulations, that's where you're vibrating. Mm-hmm. And that sounds, <laughs> the way I said that sounds very aggressive and very like rude, but when I say it that way, it's meant as a way for you to kind of jolt awake and notice that there's something that needs to change. Yeah. If you're going to hold that and you're looking at your body and you're saying, oh my God, why can't I lose any of this weight? Why aren't you looking at what you're holding on to? Yeah. Right? When we say what we're saying, it's not out of any kind of disrespect or anger or judgment. None of that. It is meant to be a trigger point for you guys to start looking at how you want to start showing up and healing. Yeah. Because we are more than willing to work with all of you to help you through this healing journey. We wouldn't be in our businesses. We wouldn't be on this podcast if that wasn't our plan. Mm-hmm. But you have to show up for you. Yes. Yes, yes. You yes. have to be willing to play with the ugly. 
when I have something that triggers me at first I'm upset, but then, Oh, cool. I have something new to play with. Yep. Yep. And it doesn't take away your day. No. Now I can clear a cord in like two minutes. Yeah. So we're talking about tools. Mm-hmm. We're talking about clearing cords. We're talking about digging in Akashics. Is there something that you can't do or can you do everything? It seems like as a, as a healer, you have a lot that you're able to do. Um, and it seems like you can fix just about any problem. Is that true? <laughs> She's putting her shirt over her head, guys. <laughs> I, I, we talked about all of these earlier, and I'm still getting, like, emotional charges to all of them. Uh, um, yes, there are things I can't do. Um, there are things that don't land with me. Um, and I've, I'm pretty sure every time we've talked about Reiki, I've mentioned this. But I don't do Reiki. I don't, it doesn't land. It doesn't sit with me. I don't like it. I don't do it. I could, but I don't do it. Um, I have no, I no desire to just sit in someone's Akashic and just dig the story up and up and up because, Ooh, reading the story is so much fun. No, (laughs) if I'm getting the story, there better be something that has to go with it so that I can clear a walking, clear a cord, clear a contract or whatever I'm doing. That Akashic record better have some kind of freaking relevance. I'm well, not what, about the, what, what about the dead people? You see dead people, right? I do see dead people. Do I talk to all of the dead people? No, <laughs> because dead people, I, to all of the dead people that may be around me, I do have a lot of love and respect for you, but dead people annoy the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> in our very first episode, I talked about airports. Listen. Mm-hmm. If you have a disincarnated relative that's coming at me in an airport, you best believe I am not listening to them. Unless they have a plan to bring you to me, no, I'm not talking to them. Right? It's like people. I don't, I very much embody the hermit tarot card. I don't like leaving my house. I don't like that stuff. Okay? It doesn't mean that I don't leave my house because Mm -hmm. I do. I have a job and... I have some semblance of a social life ish, but you know, I don't have to leave my house to do what I need to do. I don't need to leave my house to do all of this stuff. Does this stop people? And I, I say people with air quotes, dead people from approaching <laughs> me on the street. Absolutely not. I had, oh, the story sticks with me to this day. When I was in grad school, I walked everywhere because I like walking. Walking is good for you. It makes, it brings me joy. I thought the entire time I was walking home from my class that day, I was being followed by someone. But every time I turned around, there was no one there. Hmm. And then boom, all of a sudden I turned the corner. There's someone standing right there in front of me. Almost ran into them. Took me a minute. I blinked, shook my head because I thought I smacked into someone. No one was there. Mm -hmm. so yes i can talk to dead people no i don't talk to dead people all the time (laughs) um 
there are things that I don't do. Uh, Reiki is one of them. I, you know, Akashics are cool and everything, but not my big old forte. And there are some people that Akashics are their jam and that's all they'll do. Like, cool. Not my game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's interesting. It's, I mean, it's also entertaining just the way you describe it. Um, <laughs> you know, people assume that you say I'm in a healer. They say, you know, I, I do intuitive work and then automatically assume that, oh, you talk to dead people or, oh, you, you know, sit in a room with incense and, you know, sit cross-legged with music and mantras and like that you aren't an actual human and that you don't actually live a life and have friends and have family. And it's this stigma of, okay, well, you see dead people, you only do this one or two things, or you do everything. You have every answer on the planet and beyond, um, you know, because you're a psychic or because whatever. And it's like, all healers are not the same. Mm -hmm. All healers cannot see or do the same thing that's why there are different types of healing modalities and different types of energy frequencies and different types of communities and all of that because everything doesn't resonate with just with with, with everyone um so yeah I, I just i think it's really interesting that there are so many people that think everything is one one thing all healing is just one one type of thing mm -hmm. and the fact that you know, Reiki doesn't resonate with you, but it resonates with me. I mean, it like, that is the perfect example. Yeah. That's how I was introduced, like, hardcore to the, the, the energy realm. So I know it is not the end-all be-all, but mm -hmm. I know it's, you know, it's a good tool. It's a good modality. It's helped me. It's helped a lot of people. Yeah. Is there more to it? Yeah, there's a lot more to it. <laughs> but is yeah. it a good start? Yeah, it's a good start. I think the other thing too is this idea that as healers or intuitives or psychics, whatever label you want to throw at us, cool, throw your label. doesn't mean I'm going to accept it. I don't refer to myself as psychic. I refer to myself as an intuitive or a way shower. Yeah. Here's the other thing too is as both of those things, I've had people ask me if I do astrology, if I do numerology, if I do palm reading, if I do X, Y, or Z. And no, I have no desire to look at the lines on your palm and try and tell you what they mean. Mm -hmm. I started a palm reading class, watched the first class, and I was like, nope. I do light language. Not every healer is going to use light language. Mm -hmm. Not every person is going to even get light language coming through. Mm -hmm. And I think there's also this idea that because every healer should be able to do everything, every, no matter what healer you go to, that healer is your healer. Oh yeah. Every, and yeah. they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> People who come to me are going to come to me and we can try and work through things. But if I'm not their healer, I'm not their healer. And I'm okay with that. Shannon might be their healer. Yeah. Right. I, I'm cool with not being everybody's healer. I don't have to be. But yeah. if someone's coming to me for help, of course I'm going to help them with, you know, a, a nice pay, pay, you know. And it's it's not that the money is the important thing. I mean, it's a nice benefit to doing this kind of work because 
man. <laughs> but it's more of the, if I come to someone and I'm asking them to be my healer, I'm trusting them with my energy field. Yeah. And not every healer you go to is going to sit well in your energy field, right? That story I told earlier of that lady who wanted to sell me his $200 crystal because I had some perceived negativity, she wasn't my person. And that's not to say that that wouldn't work for someone else who's not where I'm at, right? Mm -hmm. I don't do crystal healing. I don't necessarily buy into the idea that crystals can heal my energy or protect me from anything, right? I look at crystals as like fun little tools to help kind of clear up my space if I need them to or they're just kind of there because they look pretty like I'm not going to use my crystals for healing that's not who I am but if you think crystal healing is the modality of healing for you go for it yep that's I mean that's why it exists that's because someone finds it beneficial yeah so understand that when you do book a session with someone and I'm I would prefer it to be either Shannon or I but <laughs> when you book a session with someone, make sure that when you do start working with them, their energy field and yours mix. It doesn't feel like there's something that doesn't kind of fit there. Yeah. I'm very, very choosy about who I will work with now. I typically like to do my work with the people who have gone through the Wayshowers course with me or Caitlin. Those are the people I trust to help me with my healing because we're on very similar frequencies. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that I wouldn't be interested in trying a different healer because hell, I don't know what's out there. But at the same time, I've found my community. I've found my healers mm -hmm. and I can be my own healer. So once you're willing to own your own space and be your own healer, yeah, find a community that helps you heal, but also start to be that invitation for other people. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask this then. If I book a session with you, you're going to, you're, you're going to have all the answers, right? I, uh, no. I mean, you're, you're, you're a healer, you're intuitive. Like you can have the answers. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, but why not? <laughs> Um, here's the thing. And I love that Shannon is enjoying asking these questions because I'm, I'm taking the first turn at them and she's got them written down. And so she gets to watch me like cringe and freak out and be very like, I hate these, I, these myths drive me up a wall. Like, I don't even know that there's a trigger point here for me to clear. It's just, they drive me batty. Yeah. And I, in truth, could I clear it? No, no, I can't clear it. It's a thing. Wait, truth, could I clear it? Yes, I could clear it. Okay, fair. Yeah. But truth, will I clear it? Probably not. Um, no, I will eventually, but right now. Um, here's the thing. I have answers. Mm -hmm. I don't have all of the answers. I sometimes don't even have one answer. Sometimes my answer to your question is another question. <laughs> so when you go to someone who is an intuitive and you expect them to know 
everything regarding your question, understand that they don't have those answers. Mm-hmm. What I can do as an intuitive is I can ask the questions to get to those answers, or mm-hmm. I might be able to see the trajectory that those answers lie in. I might be able to look at your Akashics and see what comes up that explains something. But more often than not, I'm going to have more questions than you do about your singular question. Yeah. And what, what I think is even, I don't want to say worse, but so it's good to come with a question, but it's, it's not good to, to come with nothing at all. Like expecting us to figure out what your issue is mm-hmm. without having some sense of what you're struggling with or what you want answered or what, mm-hmm. you know, it's expecting, it goes back to expecting the healer to heal everything, expecting the healer to know the question that you're trying to have answered, even though you don't quite clearly have that. It's mm-hmm. being willing to be an active participant in the process mm-hmm. to have, so yes, we might pester you with questions, but it's try, It's because we're trying to get the clarity that we need to then mm-hmm. dig deeper into a certain topic or dig deeper into a certain area, but we don't know that if, if you don't come with a, some semblance of clarity. Yeah, I think the other thing too, and I, I kind of have some of a different lensing on this just a little bit. You can book a session and not know exactly what it is you want done in that session, mm-hmm. right? Because you can have something that comes up through conversation that you need to clear, right? But when you walk into that session or book that session, you have to have an intention of going in and trying to move something. You don't have to know what that something is. That something may come up as you are talking, right? I've booked healing sessions where I wasn't 100% sure what I needed, except for I needed something moved and shifted, or I needed help shifting and moving something. But you had an open mind. Yes, I, I couldn't tell you what it was I needed to shift, but I knew something had to go, right? So when I did my very first Reiki session, I had no idea what I needed to have Reiki run on my body for. Mm-hmm. But as I had Reiki run, I realized that there were questions that I hadn't answered that the person who was running the Reiki could find in my field. Mm-hmm. And it was around where the pain points in my body were. And we looked at my shoulder and we looked at my lower back. Mm-hmm. Right. Those were the two things that I knew I needed healing with. I didn't know what was being held there. I just knew that there was something that needed to shift. Mm-hmm. And now I still have a, some things going on with my back, but I think that's something different. I don't think Reiki is going to help me with my back. I'm excited for decodes because I think decodes is going to help me shift everything into my back. Mm -hmm. But, right, I had some kind of idea, right? Um, When I had my very first session with Caitlin, I was like, I'm not going to come up with a question. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't know what the session is going to be about. And within two minutes of talking to her, I was like, I've heard you mention this thing called walk-ins. Do I have one? And Mm -hmm. it just fell out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. So just 
know that you can book a session and not know exactly what needs to move, but you have to know that there's something that needs to move. Yeah. And you have to be open to how it unfolds. Yes. So here's the thing. Some of the sessions you book and some of the questions you have may not, not get answered. It, it, that's, it just, kind of the way it works, right? I've walked into sessions, I've walked into different things with people, and I've had more questions come up in that session without really getting to an answer I needed. Mm -hmm. But what those questions did is after a couple of days with those questions ringing in my mind, I figured out what it needed to do and what needed to move and shift and change. Mm -hmm. Please, 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 when you are working with a healer, do not come up to them and say, hey, I have this thing and I need to know if this thing is going to work out exactly the way I want it to. Hmm. Because here's the thing with that is everything you do has the potential to work out any way based on the decisions that you are willing to make. Mm -hmm. Everything we do opens trajectories. And when you open a trajectory, you don't always open just one. You may open three to get to the same goal. Mm -hmm. Now, as I'm talking about this, I have seven trajectories open and I'm about to open three more to see what moves with those trajectories. Now, am I putting stake in just one trajectory right now? No, because the trajectory I want is to end up someplace else in October by the start of October. That's the trajectory I'm doing, right? That's the one trajectory that I want to follow. These seven other tra trajectories are how I'm going to make that one happen, mm -hmm. right? So if I were to go to someone who is a psychic and intuitive or a healer and ask them, will I get this just one job or will I get this just one thing by October? The answer could be no, because that may not be how my trajectory unfolds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you know, you made me think about um, the answer that you're looking for might not be what you want to hear, mm -hmm. and that there are. So as Kelly was saying, there are several questions that might come up. Everything might not get answered, but the answer. So what you need to hear in that moment or in that session is what is going to come up. Mm -hmm. And it might not be what you think it is. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean it, it's right. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It means that's what you need to hear. And I've, I've heard of people making healers wrong, mm -hmm. bad mouthing them because, the, because in a session, the healer told the person, Hey, you know, this isn't going to work out or that is going to work out. Mm -hmm. And that's not the answer that the person wanted, mm -hmm. even though that is actually how the situation ended up going. And they weren't willing to hear it in the time, in the time, in the moment. Mm -hmm. And we can, we, we can deal in probability. Mm -hmm. So we deal in, if you continue on this path, your most likely outcome is mm -hmm. if you don't continue on this path, you can choose another direction and another probable outcome is. Mm -hmm. So expecting us to one, have all of the answers to have all of the right answers 
and deal in absolute and not probability is I think something that needs to be considered as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we deal with the amount of clarity that you come to us with, mm-hmm. but we also deal with what you are willing to hear and accept. I think the other thing to add to that, and that's a really good point to make is we can only give you as much information that's clear as within as much distortion as in our field and within your field, because you may be asking a question that comes through your field, but the question could be distorted. Mm -hmm. Here's the other thing. If a healer rephrases your question and directs it back at you for clarification, don't get upset. That's just our way of trying to navigate the distortion that we feel coming through that message. Yeah. So as healers, we try to give you the best answers we can give you. If we can give you an answer, if you're ready to hear that answer, if at any point you are not ready for that, we won't say it. There will be sessions and I've had conversations with people and it hasn't necessarily, (coughs) excuse me, been a session. I've had friends ask me questions because they know the type of work I do. And I've looked at them and said, here's what I can tell you. Mm -hmm. If someone tells you, here's what I have for now, don't expect them to give you more than they can. Right. It, when I very when I first started reading tarot, I used to make the mistake of there's a lot more to this message, but you're not ready to hear it. And that would upset my person. That would upset yeah. my client and the person I was reading for. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Right. So just understand we could get a hell of a lot more information about your situation you're asking us about. And so, yes, we may have more answers. You're just not ready for them yet. Yeah, that was that was actually that's a really good point. That's one of the things that I learned um, actually in my Reiki one training (laughs) is that when, when you're conducting a session with someone, you might receive messages about what's going on in, you know, a certain area of someone's body or a issue that they're dealing with in their life that's manifested physically or whatever. Like you are going to get information and you have to be able to discern whether that person can receive the information that you're you're getting mm-hmm. because they might not be able to know what to do with it if if they aren't ready if it's just too much and you know I've definitely been in in sessions where I get some crazy stuff uh-huh. like I I get some deep dark crazy I don't even want to see it type of stuff mm-hmm. and you come out of the session and you're like um, I can't deliver 80% of that <laughs> because they're not ready. Like they, they just can't hear it. Mm-hmm. And you just have to respect the fact that the healer or the whoever you're seeing is dealing with your best interest Yeah. by delivering or not delivering the information. Whatever a healer says, and this is really, really important when you are working with a healer, is when they do give you a message, that message should do more good 
than cause harm. Yeah. If you walk away from a healer after a session upset, and it's not like I'm trying to figure this out and I still have a lot of questions, kind of like little, fr- like I'm okay with someone leaving my sessions a little bit frustrated because they haven't gotten all of their questions answered. Mm-hmm. What I'm not okay with is someone leaving my session and feeling like I've harmed them in some way by giving them information that causes more emotional distress. Yeah. Right. What I am doing at the end of the day is I'm trying to remove density from your field. I'm not trying to add to it. So if I add to your field, I've done something wrong. Yeah. And that's something that when you go to healers, you should be very, very aware of. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that I I really like about this this space that we work in is the intent is always well I always air quotes always mm-hmm. and good and I'll you say I'll say good in air quotes as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, the intent is for positive. Yeah. The intent is to help people do better in their lives, to show up more in their lives for their families, for themselves. Yeah. And the, the like, the, there is no malice tied to what we do. It is for the greater good, whatever that may mean to you. And the other thing too, is when you work with a healer, if you shift something big and that healer doesn't reach out to make sure you're okay, understand that when we and i know with the way we've learned and the cohort that we've learned with as healers if we're shifting something big we're going to make sure you have support through that shift mm-hmm. because it is hella difficult to go through and shift big things on your own mm-hmm. right i am so grateful for the community that i had around me when i had my walk-in removed mm-hmm. And the fact that after it happened, I could lean on Caitlin to help me process the emotions I was going through. Mm -hmm. Right. There's this very interesting thing you go through when you are in your body by yourself for the very first time. Yeah. And it is. And we'll, we'll probably talk about this in a, in another episode, but it is honestly one of the weirdest feelings I have ever experienced mm-hmm. ever in my life but oh my god how like the shit it changed afterwards like oh boy but yeah. I needed a team I needed a healer to support me through that transition yeah no I I I had one removed as well and we will talk about the shifts <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's an insane process but again a lot of this is going to go back to community. If you have a healer, that healer becomes part of your community. Yeah. I think that's as simple as we can make it. And ask questions. But here's the thing. Don't be afraid to keep asking your own questions because let's be real. We don't have all the answers. There may be questions about your healing that we haven't had come trigger, like triggered in our awareness mm-hmm. that you might have pop up as we're asking you questions. So ask us those questions because it can help us track things, right? Yep. Don't yep. buy into this idea that we have all of the answers because I'm going to stand on a rooftop and scream this. 
we don't have all the answers. <laughs> and I think that about covers that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think a good follow on is asking whether your intuitive abilities are always on or if you're if you're able to turn them off. Oh man. Oh, the way I wanted to say this was just um I'm gonna say it that way anyways. I can motherfucking turn it on and off. That um <laughs> that's how it's coming out, that's how it's gonna be. I here's the thing. We work with energy. So yeah. if I have too much energy coursing through my body, it disrupts my systems. I don't yeah. want that much energy through my system. I yeah. do not want to go back to a state of anxiety. However, right, so airport example, and this is becoming my quick go-to. I don't want to be turned on, and that sounds a little uh, <laughs> raunchy. I don't want to have my abilities turned on at an airport. It's exhausting. There's, there's too much that goes on there, right? Yeah. The other thing, right? Psychics have hours of operation. Yeah. Because honestly... There's a period of time that we want to devote to our own shit. And there's a period of time and energy that we can devote to your shit. Well, and you also need to charge so you can do any of it. Yeah. Right. So no, I am not on all the time. I would be a husk of a person if I was on all of the time. Yeah. I, there are times and, and when you get into this work, when you're not willing to look at something when you're awake, sometimes your body's like, oh, we're going to do this work in our sleep. But 95% of the time when I am asleep, I am completely off. I am asleep. Now, when I'm awake, I don't, I do not want to. And I, I say this, when I am at my day job, I am probably about 60% on. 40% off and that is very quickly shifting to be more 60% off and 40% on. Yeah. Cause I do not need everybody's shit coming through my radar all day, every day. Mm -hmm. So no, I'm not on all the time. Yeah. I found myself on more recently processing for other people and it's been really frustrating. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize it until I started putting on weight <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, but this, this isn't mine, <laughs> yeah. but it was because I was like hyper aware of what was going on, who was projecting what, whose emotions were where, what control, control dramas were going on. And I couldn't process and filter fast enough mm -hmm. to hold my own energy. So everything just infiltrated. Here's the other thing too. If I'm putting on weight because I'm carrying other people's shit, I'm not putting on weight to carry other people's shit. <laughs> not. I refuse to do it. So, if I am filtering someone that is for someone, that is a very conscious choice I make because what I'm seeing is something that needs to happen for them to shift. Yeah. I'm willing to be that space for someone. Yeah. But I am not going to be that space for someone a hundred percent of the time. Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I think being aware that sometimes you have to go to that 
length to hold space for someone to to make movement for their own personal healing that that is like that is the ultimate invitation like i am this this is what i'm willing to do for you to facilitate what you need to happen for your own personal healing and growth yeah for sure being, being able to turn that on and off is I think that's, that's kind of the strength. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But so, so, and, and turn it on and off. A lot of people turn it off and when they turn it off, they don't turn it back on. Yeah. The important thing is knowing how to turn it on and off. Yep. Yep. Knowing that you can, yeah, knowing that you can and then knowing how. Yeah. So we had a couple of more things on our list. And one, one thing was, well, I'll list, I'll list the three. You can tell me if we've covered them. I don't think we have. So nothing bothers you. I think we kind of talked about that one when we were talking about how, um, we're light and rainbows all of the time. Yes. We are not light rainbows and puppies all of the time. Okay. So we covered that. It does bother us. Always having it together. Um, I think we touched on it, but I don't think we really defined or explained that one too much, right? There's this idea, and it kind of ties into this idea that we have the lights, rainbows, and all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we go through the same emotional messes that everybody else does, right? If not, if not more. <laughs> if yeah, if not more. The thing is, if you, for example. Right. There's this idea that we get everything we want. And I think this is the other point um, that we didn't talk about as manifesting Um, that whatever we do, we can shift and change and make things work the way we want them to. And that everything goes a hundred percent the way we plan it. No, it doesn't because we're people. The other thing too, and I I think this is the point that you brought up when we were talking about manifesting things earlier, is that if you think positive thoughts, positive things will happen. No, because here's the thing. If I thought positive thoughts about money and everything like that, I would have a fuck ton of money right now. Mm -hmm. But in order to manifest what you want to manifest, you have to do the clearing work around the triggers. Yep. And then you still have a shit ton of work that you need to do while manifesting. Yep. You have to be very aware of what you're doing. You can't just throw positive thoughts out there and get positive stuff back. What you can do is create positive false realities that help bring positive things back. Because if you view negative, negative comes back. It's just, it's easier to, but so the thing that needs to happen is you need to clear what needs to be cleared. While, yes, you want to think positive thoughts to start to manifest things, that's not the end-all and be-all of manifestation. The other thing, too, is we're human. We don't have all of our shit together. It's just, it, it doesn't happen. We don't have all of our poop in a group. It's fine, and you don't have to. And that's the important thing. But, yeah, what's, what's your lensing on that one there, Shannon? Yeah, I I think I I don't agree that 
just think positive thoughts, positive and great things come to you. Mm-hmm. Because if you, well, so, so for a few reasons, if you have a history of negative thoughts <laughs> and then all of a sudden switch to some positive thoughts, then there are neural pathways that you've created mm-hmm. that are creating patterns for you to think a certain way. And if you're not aware of the pattern and the time that it will take to reverse that pathway, then you don't realize that it's not just the thought, it's the thought and the emotion and the action tied to all of that stuff. So it's not just thinking the positive thought to manifest good things. It's thinking the positive thoughts, it's taking the different action, it's changing your language about whatever that topic is to be more in alignment with with what you want. And I also think that it's also being clear with what you want. So doing the clearing work to clear out the negative thought patterns and neuropathways, but also having the clarity to say this is the specific thing that I'm aiming to achieve. So it is that much easier to figure out what your action steps are to get to that destination. Yeah. I, I would also say, so as easily as people can try and manifest good, you can manifest not so good. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is the more clearing that I do, mm-hmm. the faster I manifest the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And if I am not aware of my mindset, of the actions that I'm taking, the language that I'm using, the negative comes really, really, be- really, really fast. Yeah, that's that's the thing I've noticed too. Is like once you get to the point where you're really quick with manifesting things, like you have to be very aware of your thought forms because you can manifest stuff like that. And what you manifest, who man, it is an adventure, right? It's it's always fun for me because my, my biggest thing that I try to manifest because I live in the middle of hell is um, cooler weather. <laughs> and, yeah. um, so I've been trying to manifest a lot more rainstorms because that's how you cool down the heat. Yeah. Like, I got to the point where I was really good at getting those rainstorms going. But at the same time, I had to stop my negative thought forms because when I went into like, oh man, this shit is about to happen. Boom. There it was. Yeah. And so, right. So you can manifest things when thinking positively. That's great. That's cool. That's awesome. And go for it, but make sure you're doing your clearing work before you try to manifest that thing. Like, cause it's going to take that extra step. And while you may think you've done your clearing work around what you're trying to manifest, there's still more layers to it. Yes. So yeah. always be willing to look at those layers. And those layers are what I mean when I don't, when I say I don't always have my shit together. There's always going to be something that comes up that sends, that potentially sends me into a spiral. And that's just the nature of the beast. That's the nature of being human. Just because I'm intuitive, does not mean I stop being human. Yeah. Just means I'm more aware that I'm being human. Yeah. 
and it gives you a couple of tools to navigate it so it's not as not as hard yeah so is that all of our list that's the entire list we got through okay. it hey cool so <laughs> i actually have a deck next to me so we can end on our card pool like we usually do okay um, very excited because i am not pulling from a tarot or okay. a local deck oh i am pulling from my lynn normand deck so one of the things that's really interesting with this and i'm gonna do this a very brief thing right oracles can kind of give you a shove in the right direction tarot cards tell you the what and can tell you the why these bad boys are supposed to tell you the how Ooh. okay uh, so I'm very excited. These are, they're so pretty, but um, even the box is different. Yeah. It's, it's a really small bo box. It's just like, whoop. um, but so it's just cards. They just have one word on them uh -huh. and the word and the image represents like the, how to do something. So for this week, I, with these, you have to have like um, more of an intentional, question behind them um mm -hmm. so i think this week one of the things i'm going to do is what or how do we start to shift i think is i think a question that kind of goes with what we talked about today so i'm gonna go ahead and shuffle these bad boys yep yeah, i like i like that question Ooh, we had a jumper <laughs> So it's really interesting. So this, ooh, this is fun. So um, this is a card that came up. I'm still learning how to read these. So this is the cross card. Cross, um, yeah. When I look at this one, it looks, it's got that very churchy vibe to it. Yeah. So how we start to shift is we start to look at the beliefs we're holding. What are we willing to stand by and what are we willing to let go? So to shift, what beliefs need to change or mm -hmm. need to be let go of for you to start to shift so i think this is a really good one to go with what we're talking about today because we're talking about how we shift our idea and our lensing of healing so mm -hmm. what belief about healing are you holding on to that needs to shift for you to shift that's a good card Oh, it's a good card. I really do love these cards. I am enjoying learning how to play with this new tool. So with that wonderful card pull and our very many rants tonight, like <laughs> you guys for listening to us. We are a partner in light and I'm Kelly Voorhees from A Guiding Light. And I'm Shannon Smith from SNS Wellness. And thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week, night, evening, day, morning, afternoon whatever. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for listening.